Hello and welcome back to Content Rookie. Today's episode is with a guest. It's a very good friend of mine, James, and James is a technical writer. I've been getting quite a few questions about what technical writing is, how it's different specifically from UX writing, and I thought what better way to discuss this than with an expert technical writer like James. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Here we go. So I'm here with James, who is currently at iZettle. He's a consulting technical writer there, and he's been independently consulting as a technical writer for three years. Thanks for joining us today, James. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Nicole. How are you? I'm pretty good as well. I mean, it's a bit early. Normally, I do these a bit later in the day, so I probably still have a sleepy voice. <laughs> yeah, I've got a sleepy brain, so, you know, bear with me. <laughs> cool. All right, James, if you would have to basically describe what technical writing is, like in just a couple of words, how would you do that? Um, I'd say it was giving the, the user all the information they need to be able to use a product. Um, and that can be, yeah, I would say that, that pretty much sums it up. Um, it, it's, it's changed a little, but that's, that's still the core of it. Right. So it is quite similar to UX writing. Yeah, very much so. Um, I, I would say it, uh, UX writing probably mainly, I would say most of the UX writers probably came from technical writing backgrounds initially. Right. Um, so I, I think it was, it was to do with the change because there's been a big change within um, tech writing really, moving away from traditional printed manuals that were delivered with a product to to obviously digital platforms uh, and that kind of caused a need for a different and, and also the users want different information nowadays i would say google probably right has been the biggest influence on that i think when i first heard about technical writing when i was kind of starting out as a writer myself the positions I saw were still pretty focused on writing manuals or essentially like harvesting texts for the tech team. Uh, so it, it's actually something that made me stay away from it a bit because I felt like that that sounds super dry. But what is your view on it? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can understand that. And I, I, I would say definitely that there's certain roles or certain jobs that, that you get that are super dry. But, but I, I, I quite enjoy the, um, the, the transformation that's going on, which is the move to, to digital. Um, some, some companies think digital uh, just means providing a PDF of your user manual. So they haven't changed mm. any, any sort of process whatsoever. They're still doing exactly the same thing, mm. but just providing a PDF. Um, but there's a lot of companies going over and realizing that they have to provide the information to their users and customers in a, in a different way now. Um, there, there is still, there, there is still quite a, a need for, uh, for the old school manuals as well. Um, very often it's just to now or nowadays it's to, to, to comply with certain legislation that says you have to provide a user manual that, covers everything including very often it's the safety sections depending on what you're working on right. um but certainly with physical products it's the safety section that has to still be provided with the with the product yeah um, 
but even there you can supplement it with uh, searchable databases with information instead um like a lot of people, or... yeah yeah and, and 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 maybe even going as far as then this is where it definitely comes into the ux writing side it is it, kind of um creating um user <coughs> forums and things like that so that the information is shared with you know fellow users not just coming directly from the company Gotcha, gotcha. And you said earlier when we were chatting that you've never really had trouble finding technical writing positions. How would you say does the market in general look for, for these roles? Do you feel like there's always a pretty good um, demand for it? Or I guess, how did you first get interested in technical writing? Um, well, I, if you go back way back when, a uh, long, long time ago, when I graduated from university, so I studied languages, uh, Scandinavian languages at university. Mm. And in uh, 1998, when I graduated, uh, my first job that I got was as a translator from right. Swedish to English, right. a, a technical a technical translator. Um, and I did that for nearly two years. And uh, I was speaking to um, my colleague then and he'd been a technical writer um and writing the type of things that we were actually translating and mm. um, now that, that if you want dry then this is this was maintenance manuals for um a fighter jet right. which sounds really really exciting or well it doesn't but the fighter <laughs> the fighter jet thing maybe does but um the actual maintenance manuals are in such intricate detail that it, it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's really, really quite dry. Um, but he he said, you know, you, you could be a technical writer, and I, I was like, yeah, I could do that. So and and at that time we were trying to move to Sweden, so I was applying for technical writer jobs and translation jobs in Sweden. Right. And uh, yeah, randomly, the first one I got was uh, a tech writer job at a, a software company. Um, and yeah, that was really the start of it. And I, I would say the, the, the good thing about it is it covers such a wide range of industries and companies. So even if the job itself can be dry at times, the, 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 the content you're producing is 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 about so many different things yeah i was just about to ask if you feel like it's mainly a, a job that is in the technical industries but it sounds like you can pretty much find it anywhere because there's always a need for some kind of documentation yeah i mean they do tend to be technical because yeah the, the very nature of, of it is is you're you're brought in to to explain technical things mm. uh, simply um, but yeah, I mean the, the the range. I mean, I've I've worked in so many different industries, which is it's great fun. Uh, I mean, I I like I, I prefer to do be doing new things a lot of the time. Um, so being a consultant has been great. I, I've been a consultant before, um, as a, uh, like a, an employed consultant being sent out, and that really suits me because I, I I tend to get up and running quite quickly um, and. I enjoy coming into new places and 
meeting yeah. new people. So it's very good for that. And and similar to me, we're both quite charming people that have an easy time bonding with a new team. So I think we're just putting that skill to good work, right? I'll let you that, say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say the key to being a, a, a good technical writer is is being able to network and be able, being able to get hold of the information. And um, especially when you're, you're doing it at work on for, for example iZettle it covers it covers quite a, a wide range of um, different departments that you're writing for um, so you get to meet a lot of people yeah. and yeah I was I was preparing for another episode of this podcast just a couple of days ago because I want to make an episode on like if you're just generally interested in writing how are the different writing disciplines different from each other like let's say technical writing from creative copywriting to ux writing and i think one thing that i got really stuck on where i think a lot of the positions differ from each other is actually the required social skills and social engagement because mm. as a ux writer i mean i'm essentially constantly collaborating with every single team in the company so it's a lot more collaboration than i think most people would expect and in my experience a lot of people who want to get into a writing position they don't really expect that amount of social engagement they do expect to kind of sit on their own and write their stuff and receive a brief and that's it but it's not really like that across all writing disciplines no no I, I quite agree i mean there are still i would say if you if you are that and, and that suits also suits a, a, a different maybe a, a different personality type um and there, there's very much a room for people who are more like that and who, who because i mean the old school way of doing things was you, you would you would receive the the information from the, the people designing say you're doing it for a product so you're getting it from the designers and from the testers um so and, and then you would you would just go to those people if you needed to ask any questions but you would be essentially reformatting what the, the either the developers or the designers had had written right um, but yeah I, I i think i think there's more to be gained if you have a if you, if you get to know people at a company um and it's actually one of one of the things that I was chatting with a, a friend who who works as a tech writer the other week, and I was saying one of the hardest things about having having had such a long period of time working from home has been that I you miss out on the uh, the, the little conversations that you you pick up on and you hit, you hear things being discussed and you think that's actually going to impact the um, the, the the information that I'm writing about so. Uh, I, I think it's about listening and making sure that everything gets across. Right. No, I, I actually agree with that. I've also been struggling a bit personally. I do enjoy working from home for productivity reasons, but yeah, getting all those small instances of, oh, something important is randomly being said, like on the in the hallway that has really been showing it feels like things take a bit longer now just because you you need to have a strategy for harvesting that information that you yeah. would otherwise just be able to maybe pick up on the go very much so is it also because you have to sit in a cupboard <laughs> no i'm just sitting in the cupboard now so we get better sound it's all oh, just for okay. the listeners I james I, I don't want to see the world i'm going into my cupboard uh, actually i was thinking about it it is quite cozy in here 
So yeah. maybe I should move my desk and see if it inspires me in a different way. <laughs> so we have a we have a shed in our garden, and I've I've converted that into a, a, an office, which is excellent because I have animals that come and attack me <laughs> regularly if I don't. Yeah, and that's like also one of the reasons my dog will just randomly bark. And yeah. so it's better to be in the closet so we yeah. don't hear it on the podcast. No problem. I'll let <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but how would you say the average day looks for you as a technical writer right now? Um, it's, I mean, I, we're, we're, we're very much uh, embedded in the, in the teams now. Uh, so especially if you're at a, a software company, you're basically part of the development team. So you're attending the, and if they're working with Agile, you're attending the scrums in the morning, the planning meetings, uh, you're, you're listening to what's being developed and thinking, well, how's this, is this going to result in a need for an update to, to the information? And, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's, the, the same each day, I would say, but the, obviously the content of what's going on is, is different. Right, right. But so would you say that on average you have like a couple of meetings a day or do you feel like you work more on your own right now? It, it's it's a lot of meetings because mm. um, you, you, you're in discussing uh, what discussing the development, you're, you're discussing new features, you're discussing um well i mean you you also if obviously depending on the company you're working with uh, so I, I as a team member i also do the other stuff which is things like um that all the team members do which is like covering support issues mm. and things like that and, and and i would say that's one of the things i enjoy about tech writing is that you you do get a very good knowledge of the product so do you sit in the support team in your current position no no more when when the support team needs some information regarding the area right. mm. i work in then then we help them with with that information okay. and help them solve issues but is technical writing its own team at iZettle or are you integrated no, in no I'm, I'm i'm working in in a specific team right. um and the reason I'm it, we, we have one particularly for that team is that, that it's it's uh, goes through a certification process, so it's a, it's gotcha. compliance. So the documentation I'm producing first and foremost is to enable us to go into certain markets mm. where where you need to be certified. And it was quite a scary scary uh, experience. Actually, I've never had my uh, documentation. Uh, like gone through in, in with such a fine tooth comb as, as when you're being certified. So that was exciting, I would say. I would say. Yeah, well, that sounds really stressful, but I guess you learn. Yeah, no, it, I, I quite, it was quite nice because it, it passed. So it was, it was nice. To, I mean, basically they're checking that everything that where they see a, a possible issue, they're making sure it's clear to, to the user how, how to do things and that's that's probably the big difference between technical writing and, and ux writing is is the technical writing it's very much based on it has to be factually correct right that's, that's true in the ux writing you can essentially just write whatever the hell you want <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it well, doesn't have to be correct. 
<laughs> not the case. But if you know what I mean, you have yeah. to, you can't miss out. This isn't to do with the user not getting or being satisfied. This is to do with with not sort of passing a certification. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, incorrect information from from UX writers will result in angry customers. Yeah, of course. But I, essentially, the stakeholders there are different. For UX yeah. writers, it's the customer, and for you, it's I guess all the stakeholders involved with, for example, the certification. Yeah, and also, it, it, as I said before, the safety aspect yeah. uh, that that has to be that has to all be in place because if you, if someone injures themselves, for example, I've worked with, uh, with products that you can quite easily injure yourself on. Um, and if you don't have the correct safety warnings, then you could be in a lot of trouble. Right. Right. But it's that kind of issue, I would say. Yeah. Okay, James, but if somebody is really interested in technical writing, what would you say are the main skills they should try to develop? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say it, the I, I I think what we talked about before with the, the the networking being being able to go and ask questions. You you have to you have to know how to essentially how to interview people and get the information from them. Um, I, I would say that as tech writing, you don't have to maybe think so much about your your language, obviously, you you do need to bear it in mind, and quite often you're writing, you're still following like uh, guidelines for for tone of voice and things mm. like that. But mm. it's not quite, it's not the same as as for UX writing. And mm. um, it, it's more about being accurate and concise right. than than, than et, to try and you're not really trying to stimulate um, feeling or emotion. Uh, in the same way as you would as a as a UX writer, um, and yeah, I, I would, and also being being good with your time because you have a lot of um, you have a lot of internal. Your deadlines are often a bit different to everyone else's in the team because um, there's there's only so much you can write, especially with with agile because you're constantly changing things. You don't want to spend a lot of time writing something which then doesn't get used so right. uh, it's about planning your, your time well and making sure you're you're on top of things and but not going too far down a road that might end in a in in a, a feature not being included mm. so how many technical skills do you think people need to have because when i started off and you know i was browsing and i looked at a couple of technical writing positions as well I did feel like a lot of them requested that you either had like some kind of engineering background or at yeah. least experience from working like with engineering or technology. But how would you say how important is that? Um, well, I mean, I, I would say I've, I've sort of battled with that for, for 22 years because I had a, I have still have a, a, a linguistic background rather than a, a technical background. Mm. But having worked for so many different companies, I would still say I'm I have a technical background mm. caused by, by my work. Uh, and and to me, I think as long as you're, I would say, tech savvy, if that doesn't sound wrong, uh, as long as you have an understanding of technical 
concept or whatever it is you're writing about, you have to be able to understand what people are talking about. But uh, you don't have to have the specialist knowledge. And I, I actually think it's it's worse if the person has a really, really detailed knowledge because it's very difficult for them to then uh, like pan out and and see and be able to explain it uh, simply. Yeah. I think some people are drawn towards it because they maybe have the tendency that they like explaining things. They like they like the the work of the tech writer. But yeah, I mean it, it, that's been going on for for years. That's that's always been the case that they they've stopped saying it, it's a, a requirement, but they've moved on to it being desirable and and i i I just don't agree i i think it's uh i think it's the opposite i think you have to have a good understanding but you don't you shouldn't be uh, because most without offending all engineers and developers i know they that's not always they don't always have the 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 best way of explaining things right right so no, I, I think it's and and it's it's very. I mean, if you look back of in the twenty years, God knows how many companies I've worked for now, but it's quite a few. If if I'd had to have specialist uh, knowledge about every single one of those, I would be probably the smartest person on the planet. Because <laughs> uh, because of I mean, I I think it's more to do with. Uh, being able to, as I said, being able to ask the right questions and being able to get the information and to pass it from tech speak into normal language. Right. And I mean, in, in that regard, it is quite similar to most other writing positions where essentially you just have to be good at getting a proper brief and actively listening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and as I said, I think there isn't so much difference between tech writing and, and UX writing as as people I think they morph into each other yeah um, I'd, I'd say UX writing is is obviously a more modern uh, concept uh, and I think that's why it gets uh, I, I mean I'm, I'm not the expert on UX writing but I, I, I think it's it, it's morphed from tech writing yeah I think UX writing usually has more of a design background. Uh, yeah. And I definitely think that a lot of the good UX writers have some kind of design background or, you know, they were in content strategy and maybe did a content strategy program that was very heavily design focused uh, because I do think it is in the end designing with words. And I think it is a bit different from from technical writing, but also like normal copywriting in that sense that you just approach the work a bit differently. You have to think more about the the overall context and, and concept and the flow more yeah. like a designer would do. But I definitely think that a good technical writer can make the transition. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I quite agree. So, James, you mentioned earlier that you've never felt it was difficult to to find technical writing positions, both in-house, but also as a consultant. How would you describe the market, like the potential for a new technical writer? Um, I, I'd say I would think it's still good. Um, I, I think I think the role is changing, um, but there's still... I mean, there's a lot of companies that it, for them to fully change everything they do will take 
absolutely years. So there's still even like some of the more traditional roles available. They they are becoming fewer, but um, I, I I think people sometimes one of the problems has been as being a consultant is you there's a lot of there's a wide range of um, uh, skills and types of technical writer. Uh, and, and it tends to cover, it goes from, as I said, the, the, the traditional to uh, like now it would be more towards API documentation and that sort of thing. Um, and that, that's one of the ones where I do think that having a, a, a strong, maybe a developer background or a stronger understanding is is, is good to have. Right. Um, because that, that you, you are getting quite... Uh, into the nitty gritty of developing once you're once you're dealing with um, API documentation. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Would you say in general it's beneficial? Like you, you're pretty much fluent in two languages, and and has is that something that has helped you, or would you say it's fine to just focus on one's native language? Um, I would say if your native language is English, because mm. a lot of people, even you know, especially in in Sweden, uh, I I couldn't speak for the for the rest of the world, but certainly in Sweden, a lot of it, well, everything's being written in English. Because mm. um, even if you're going to go into various different markets, because that that's that's also one of the areas you, you tend to drop into a lot as a tech writer is, is localization as well. Um, right because you, you tend to be delivering your information in various different languages and, and as the, the tech writer is normally uh, responsible for it. Um, I've forgotten what I was... It was, was about if, if, if you think it's beneficial to be fluent in two languages. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it, it, working in Sweden, it's, it's been good to have, to be able to speak, because certain companies... Swedish is still the, the language being used in right. meetings and things like that. So that, that's been helpful. But as far as actually doing the job, I would say English is, is still king. Because right. if you are translating, then you, you, you pretty much always want to be translating from English. Right. Just to keep costs down. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. And I would probably say the same thing about UX writing. I think it's quite important to just focus on your native language, especially if it's English, since since that's often the master language, which doesn't yeah. mean, of course, if you're fluent in another language, you should neglect it. I quite often also do work in German and it's fine, but I would say there is definitely a higher demand in English. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever been employed anywhere where I had to write in Swedish. Right. I, I only ever use it in, in like mails or, or in meetings. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks so much, James. That's kind of what I had in regards to questions, but is there anything else you feel that people definitely have to know about technical writing? Well, I think we've, I think we've covered everything, really. Uh, it's, I would say not, not to be scared of it. Uh, and it isn't as dry and boring as, as you feared. Yeah, uh, I think it's a really, it's a really, it's a really good way of getting to know a company is being the tech writer. I, I would say one of one of the the drawbacks is is often that you're maybe by yourself, um, and that can be quite testing. You put you you will have had it as a UX yeah. and copywriter, uh, and and 
the, the real drawback there is that you don't have anyone to bounce the ideas off. Right. Um, and also, like I said, if, if you're, if you have, even if you have two technical writers, they're not necessarily good at the same things. Mm. So if you have, if you have more than one technical writer, if you throw a problem at them, they'll be able to solve it better as a team than if you just throw it at one person all the time, because there will be things that they are not necessarily as good at. Yeah. So it, it's it's the same with everything, and and it, it, it's it's a very general term to say he's a tech writer, um, but you are expected to sort of come up with, uh, yeah. I mean, you you are expected to, to be a, a bit of a generalist, I would say. Yeah. Whereas not everyone is, and uh, it, 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 I I prefer working in a team just just to have someone to bounce ideas off, really. Right. Well, that sounds really good. Ah, I'm glad. Glad you think so. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your thoughts today with us, James. I think this is going to be really useful for listeners that have been looking at technical writing positions and weren't sure if that's maybe something for them. So, well, yeah. Them off for life. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, then that's also good, right? So we've we saved more, them the work. work for me. Yeah, so that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks ever so much. And that was it for today's Content Rookie episode on technical writing. Please let me know what you think. Maybe I can invite James again. Maybe I can send him some follow-up questions. You can, as usual, get in touch with me or James in the description of the podcast. And feel free to connect with me and share and like the podcast so more people get access to it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you soon.